This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. This is Back to the 80s Radio Show with Toscano and Chang. Today we've got a very special episode because we've got guests that are going to be performing live at the Troubadour this coming Thursday the 19th in West Hollywood. You don't want to miss that. Chang, I know you are an old acquaintance of the Troubadour and many other locations on the Hollywood Strip. When you bring up the the Troubadour, it takes me back into the great 80s when uh, hair bands were destroying metal and uh, everybody was out there just having a good time, man, feeling the music, the vibration. L.A. rock and roll was born and alive. I remember going to the Troubadour and meeting uh, the guys from Rat. I I hung out with Diamond Dave at the bar. I seen Sam Kinison there, Cheech and Chong there. The Troubadour, so many great memories, along with of Hollywood of the 80s. Oh, my God. The rock stars that I wanted to beat down, Toscano. Oh, the list is, is endless. <laughs> well, if you've listened to Toscano and Chang here, you know some of those rock stars. So that is a story for a different day. So if you love music, you're going to love Back to the 80s. We're going to be right hey, back. Some of you remember the 80s vibe, right? Well, it lives loud and proud on Back to the 80s with my pals Toscano and Chang. This is Back to the 80s. I am your host, Toscano, here with Gina D., the party diva, who's reporting on the scene, whether it's music, film, whether it's sports, she's in on the underground. She's south of France right now in Cannes. Gina, thanks for being on Back to the 80s. Oh, my God. I just, I'm just i pulling on a gown right now. I got to tell you, it's red. <laughs> it's a bustier. I got diamond earrings on, okay? I know it's rock. So a little more rock and roll. I got a white leather jacket with it. So I'm, I'm heading out because, you know, the actor Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Just boundless energy and just keeps walking through uh, amazing roles. I mean, just recently was it Aretha Franklin. He paid the, the father. And it was so many nuances. Anyhow, I'm going to go see Forrest. He's receiving the Cannes Film Festival's honorary, what's called the Palme d'Or. It's an honorary one. Usually they give that at the end of the Cannes Film Festival. And so here in the south of France, um, Forrest will be, he's, I've, I've got to head out. He's seated at the 2022 Cannes Film Festival because of his work for peace. He has been so prominent in helping and promote, promoting is the wrong word, but fostering peace in so many different areas of the world. Of course, he's recognized for his body of work. But he is receiving this at the 75th opening of the Cannes Film Festival. Now, I believe they have given this um, highest prize acknowledged. I think Jodie Foster got it last year. 
Now, you're talking about Forrest Whitaker, who is this huge star. Talk to us a little bit about the reason why he's there. Well, you know, he's an Academy Award winner. But the reason that they are honoring him, and he's come, I believe, for 30 years, he said, he 30 years ago he came, is because he is being honored with the Palme d'Or, which is the top, top honor. And it's a, it's a honorary special Palme d'Or for a combination of his work as an actor, his work for film, in film. And he produced a movie that they're showing tonight for the sake of peace. It's a film that has been produced about the wearing country of South Sudan. Okay. It's directed by Christopher Castang and Thomas Zernerton. The film will be screened tomorrow in Cannes. Tonight he gets the award. All right. And they are really receiving him on the red carpet. Okay. Yeah, this is fantastic because this is a gentleman who's come out in Fast Times and Ridgemont High, The Color of Money, Platoon, Stake at Good Morning Vietnam, oh my and tons God. of others. Oh my, I mean, oh, wait, 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 wait. You're surprising me. I never knew he did Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, oh my God, what yeah. an introduction. Yeah, he was Charles ah. Jefferson in the movie. Do you remember he was a football okay. player? I thought Good Morning Vietnam was his first role. Okay, that's a great piece of trivia. Now, in 1988, since you are back to the 80s, which movie did he star as a famous musician? Aha, uh-huh. Charlie Bird Parker. Oh, that that's right. And I believe okay. he was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best you Actor. You are good. Yeah, you are good. So the guy's had a great body of work. He happens to be a fellow Trojan. This is in L.A. I know you're around the world with the show, but... A lot of L.A. listens to the show. He's a fellow Trojan. I graduated from USC also. And he was a football player. And one fact about Forrest, because I'm kind of a family friend. I didn't tell you that. Um, His daughter and his ex-wife, who they're all very, very friendly and very wonderful and a loving family. Um, They're on the board of the Better World Awards Rock for Humanity, B-W-A-R-O-C, for humanity. Mine, the executive producer on that, and that website is BWAROC.org. I have to plug that because of course. the Academy Awards actually gave sent me a note saying, hey, because I had asked them two months ago, when will Academy Awards be? And with COVID, they couldn't commit. They said, we probably won't know until mid-May. Well, I got an email, which was really courteous. They're going to be doing the Oscars next March 12th. As executive producer of BWAROC, we were doing March 11th, so we cannot because a lot of the celebrities and the artists and the musicians come to our event in Florida. And the Pompano Beach Amphitheater has given us a clause and said, no problem, pick another date. So we're going to know soon. We're going to announce it here, probably April 1st. And listen, we have got Pitbull on that show. And I know you're a back to the 80s guy, but he's his, his kind of music works all the time. And we've got other announcements coming up. Looking forward to that. Stick around. There's more on Back to the 80s Radio. Nobody has the movie I want. Hey, if it's on video, Blockbuster probably has it. I mean, we have over 10,000 videos. Wow. I'll watch these fast and have them back tomorrow, I promise. Relax. At Blockbuster, you can keep your videos for three evenings. So take home plenty. And and use our 24-hour quick drop. Do you have any children's videos? Sure. Blockbuster's America's family video store. You know, we have more kids' videos than any place else. More movies, more nights, more fun. Blockbuster Video. Wow. What a difference. 
commercials bad, music good. Now with zero commercials. Please help support us in your donation today. We are going back to the 80s. This is Back to the 80s here with Gina D, the party diva. Do you have anything else for us that's tasty yeah, for this week here in uh, Hollywood, maybe? Yeah, I do. I have contacted someone that I think is going to come on your show, on this show tonight, because we're talking about Pete, which was always talked about in the 80s, and it started up in the 60s, but really got strong with Live Aid in the 80s. Millie, uh, he's a rock legend that, you know, was in, he was a lead vocalist from Steelheart, and you are going to introduce him on the show because he has a new song that's going to drop for peace. So he's going to introduce that to you. Talk about 27, which is this Thursday, May 19th, at the Troubadour. Can we regroup on those great, great, great artists that are going to be performing? Millie is going to attend Steelheart, okay? We're working on getting... Gene Simmons haven't confirmed that yet from Kiss, but it's going to be a great show. Did you? You're going, yes? Oh you're yes, going I am going to be there. Hopefully, it's uh, me and a guest, and I'm just I'm just excited about the opportunity because you have people that are going to be from all walks of the entertainment industry going. Well, you know, I mean, we talked about, of course, these are we're honoring these people and their legends, and of course. They are doing their best to give a tribute. But what I really love about the Tribidor, it's intimate enough, seem like it's insider. You're there and, you know, no one else got in. And yet large enough that the, the acoustics is excellent. And that's, you know, of course, we forget about all that element that makes it rock history. I love the rock history. And I'd love for you to tell me what famous thing happened. I'm putting you on the spot. Oh, please don't. (laughs) In the 80s. (laughs) Well, one thing that everyone has to know is, and I've mentioned this before, which is kind kind of sad, but it's kind of a piece of rock history, is Janis Joplin, who is portrayed in this 27 show. She partied the night before. She died at the Troubadour. Okay, that is wild. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm la- I'm sorry. I'm laughing, but we've got so many threads of things happening at the Troub at the Troubadour. We also have Robert Johnson, who Muddy Waters, Keith Richards, Eric Clapton, Bob Dylan. They all say he is the unsung hero. He was the preface to rock and roll. It's his 111th birthday. How about that? And it's on the day of the opening. Now, don't forget Vacaville. Don't forget San Francisco. Don't forget Santa Barbara. I was UC Santa Barbara my first two years of school. Okay? That beautiful Santa Barbara, this would be the coolest moment for Santa Barbara to wake up and go to the show. That's going to close the run. Okay? So did you put the tour? I mean, I'm very on it because I've been on the inside in Vegas was bored with a lot of these shows that they say, oh, go to this. And then people just sitting around with cocktails said, see 27, go to 27, you will have fun. And you feel like you go through this adventurous voyage through these periods. There's a, there's a level of authenticity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. You guys can go visit our webpage and we'll have more information on that. I'm not going to promise that you're going to be able to get in. There's only two days left, but the link is there on our website at khits92.5.com. 
Go ahead and look for it. Have a great time at the Troubadour. That's on the 19th of May. Opens at 7 p.m., I think. Yeah, and the show starts at 7.30, so you can hang out a long time afterwards. Hey, there is some little fact that I love. Jim Morrison was a regular at the Troubadour. Yeah, so that's what I hear. the ghosts are haunting. The ghosts are haunting. What do you think was the most unique musical happening at the Troubadour in the 80s? So many acts that have appeared there from Metallica to Guns N' Roses to, I mean, everybody else. What do you got for us? Yeah, that always kills me that Guns N' Roses has been there. I mean, I love them. And I guess L.A. is really, even all my friends in music say L.A. is still music. It is the spot. It is Troubadour launched so many people. 1982, Metallica. I, I believe it, Metallica, it, that was their big night in L.A. They headlined and they debuted, okay? And then Guns N' Roses in 86 that got signed by, I'm sure you've heard of Geffen. Yes, David really Geffen, nice an AR representative David at the Geffen, club, yeah. Such a nice man. Anytime I've invited him to anything, they always write a thank you. I can come, I cannot come. That is such class. Anyhow, I'm just mentioning David Gibbons, always really nice. Dropping down to the 70s, and I know this is an 80s show, but I can't deny mentioning Elton John did make his U.S. debut. And he was introduced by someone that really was more famous in the 60s. This is shocking to me. It was 1970. I guess that would make sense. A famous guy from the 60s who wasn't really considered hip or cool. All right, now everyone mouths his words. He has a famous song he wrote that was named after one of the president's daughters. And you know who that is that introduced Elton John when Elton made his U.S. debut at the Troubadour. It had to be Neil Yes! Sweet Caroline was actually, did you know, after President Kennedy's daughter. It's that that basic. That I did not Uh, know. I got some trivia for you in 1974. Oh, God, you're not fair. Yeah, in 1974 yeah. at the Troubadour. I don't know if you know this, but John Lennon, Harry Nilsson, and Ringo Starr were ejected from the club for drunkenly heckling the Smothers Brothers. I know it only because I, <laughs> someone asked me. I only knew this for this reason. I didn't know the date. Someone wrote me saying, I heard you went to the 27 show. What do you think? I said, it's really great. It's going to be at the Troubadour and you should see some of this trivia. And I wrote him a little like bullet point, quick, you know, notation. That's why I was surprised. I mean, I was even surprised Billy Joel made his debut there. We can go on and on. Long history with the Troubadour and you don't want to miss it. This 19th at 7 p.m., you're going to go see 27 the show it is a rock tribute that you will never forget i want you guys to check out b-w-a-r-o-c dot org gina i can't thank you enough for being on back to the 80s don't miss gina d the party diva who's reporting on the scene from can and driving to the award ceremony right now right now as i'm talking right now okay i'll get you a picture for us (laughs) you got it thanks for joining us okay we'll see you probably next week or sometime this is the one and only back to the 80s radio we're going to be right back so don't go away Hello, this is the doctor speaking. I detect a large amount of social media usage in your life. 
Und hence I am recommending you go back to the 80s. If you can't wear a spandex jumpsuit, what can you do? This is Back to the 80s. This is the one and only Back to the 80s radio with us in studio. We have a very, very special guest, and you've heard his voice from albums to movies, concerts. With us in studio, we have Milenko Steelheart. Matijevic? You did perfect. Milenko Matijevic. Best known as a lead vocalist and songwriter for, of course, the rock band Steelheart. And you know what? One of the things that caught me, and I was talking to my wife a little bit earlier, right before you and I started talking, you were in the 2001, the movie, Rockstar, singing the voice for Mark Wahlberg's character, Chris Izzy Cole. Correct. Yes, that was the uh, the voice in the song, We All Die Young, I contributed. That was, uh, that was uh, one of my songs that was on my third album, The Weight Record. We recorded it for that movie. The notes that, that you reach are just phenomenal. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love it. I love it when, when a rocker can reach those notes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I like that you like it. If I'm not mistaken, the band came out, Steelheart, in 1989. Was that the release of Steelheart? Correct. No, it was uh, originally it was called Red Alert, but we had to change the name because um, there was a DJ, Red Alert, in New York. So then we uh, we scrambled. It's funny, the last minute, the album was done, everything's done. We're sitting there scrambling, coming up with a new name, and we came up with Steelheart. Right at Barney's Beanery here in uh, Los Angeles, actually. Yeah, that was the birth of Steelheart in 1989. And that first album, Steelheart, sold over a million copies. Is there a more precise number? Yeah, there's a lot more of that worldwide. Um, I don't know the exact number, but it's way over 2 million. And probably could have been even more, but uh, we came in a tail end of, um, you know, the whole uh, rock era and then grunge took over kind of thing. So uh, I think if we came in like in 1986 or something, I feel it would be pretty, pretty intense. But you know what? What's beautiful is that there's so many people rediscovering the band now and and actually doing cover songs of my songs now that are people that are 20, 21 years old. Who knows? Maybe there's a whole new beginning here, you know? I do know a little birdie by the name of Gina D, the party diva, said that there is a possibility that we may be able to see you if you go to the Troubadour on the 19th of this month, of course, in a couple of days, to see 27 The Show, The Ultimate Tribute. I am going to go. I'm going to go. It's really interesting. Now, first of all, I don't know if you guys know, I was also the singer for The Doors for a while with um, Raymond Eric and Robbie Krieger. Yeah. John yep. didn't for but I did two major tours, uh, uh, transcending the late Jim Morrison. And, well, Jim passed away at 27 as well, you know, wow. and close to my birthday is November 30th. And I think he passed, what is it, December or something, or 3rd or 4th or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, ironically, I escaped the death of 27. Uh, somehow they spared me because in 1992, after my second album, we were on the road. My manager said, hey, you want to do, um, we were on a 49th show. And he said, hey, you want to do another show? Uh, and we'll make a 50 and then we'll go home and, and relax for a minute before we go back out. I said, yeah, great, let's do it. Went to Denver Arena and um, we're performing uh, Halloween night. They had these lighting trusses standing up on both sides of the stage, but yeah. they didn't secure the ceiling. You know, I'm rocking out, and I just I barely touched one man, and it just I felt it wobbling, and I tried to get out of the way, 
And as I'm running, trying to get out of the way, jumping over the monitors, it hit me directly in the back of the head. Oh. And I, I hit the stage face first, broke my nose, my cheekbone, twisted my back, my knee. It was awful. It's, I, without it's a doubt, Yeah, without a doubt, I should have been dead. And you can watch it, actually, on YouTube. You can oh. see it. Watch accident. You were performing Dancing in the Fire, if I'm not mistaken, from yep. the Tangled in Rains album. That's right. Dancing in the Fire. And the fire definitely burned me. So <laughs> it was... Uh, so, you know, it's kind of interesting. It's like I... Um, I kind of uh, almost went into that, you know, that whole energy space for some reason. And, uh, but, you know, they didn't take me. Right. They didn't take me. And I was, I just turned 28, I believe. Literally just turned 28. So I was 27. So maybe that's why it didn't count. Because right. I didn't, uh, I mean, I was right there. Yeah, was, you were spared. Yeah. And uh, then Steelheart had a new lineup, released the album Wait in 96. And then right. the album good to be alive in 2008 yeah yeah it was it, it was a it was an insane recovery i don't even know how i made the weight record honestly it was weird because it's just the, the accident was uh it just so prolonged that i lost memory and then i became fuzzy and then i was in and out and i was here i was there i was just never present you know and yeah. it came years years to uh to really recover and kind of put the electrodes back together, you know? And right now I feel good. You're listening to Back to the 80s. Back here at Back to the 80s Radio. With us today, we have Steelheart. We were talking about the music business and, and uh, very lightly, and we talked uh, a lot about what's going on today. But one of those things that's going on in a couple of days is at the Troubadour, the 27 show. And I know you're going to be there. What are you looking mostly forward to that night? You know, what I'm Considering this actually is a very interesting show, you know, I think it's a it's an amazing concept. What I'm going to going there for, I want to see what level of energy or spirits, gods, or whatever you want to call it, come through the people who are representing um, the artists that passed. Hmm. That's what I want to see. I want to see how much they've been touched by, because if you're doing, let's say. I don't know who's doing Jim Morrison. I don't know who's doing Hendrix, Janis Joplin. You know, those are some powerful energy people. Oh, yeah. And you can't just do that. You got to be that. You got to feel that. You got to be in it. And I am, um, 
that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to see, you know, the true honesty of people portraying, you know, or transcending, should I say, transcending the energy. And um, I'm looking forward to see, you know, how that comes through. A great thing to be looking for, because I know a lot of people are just saying, oh, I just want to hear Jimi Hendrix or Robert Johnson or Kurt Cobain or Amy Winehouse, etc. But to experience, if they have, you know, as I was talking with one with Gabe Masca, who portrays Kurt Cobain, I said, you know, if you're I mean, you're bringing the spirit, the soul of this artist. That's a heavy load. That room should be filled with serious energy. Yeah. You know, if it's honest and if it's done with honesty, it's like there's a lot of people that can sing. You know, it's one thing to sing, but it's another thing to transcend a spirit, a beauty. Uh, There's, there's, they're just, you can tell in a second when the magic's in the air. I think it's going to be very interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Somebody told me a little bit earlier that you have a song coming out, and I believe it's related to peace. Yes, I I do. I, uh, we did release it already and it's uh, growing. We're building it. It's growing very nicely. Um, I wrote a song called Trust and Love. And it's two years in the making. Uh, when I started it, was uh, right at the pandemic. And I, um, I wanted to make a big chorus, uh, like kind of like, you know, so the world can sing it. And what I started, I originally wrote it for the unification uh, for the peninsula of Korea. I do a lot of work in Korea. Mm-hmm. And, and at that time, I believe it was always fighting and I'm going to drop this bomb and I'm going to do this and, and the human trafficking. And it's just like, Oh man, you know, watching the news and I came by the piano and I, and I sat down at the piano and it was just like literally the first thing that came out, trust and love, trust and peace. I can't live till I know I'm free. And it was like, okay, well this is coming too fast, easy. So let me just go with it. So I started writing it and I wrote it in English, of course. And, um, and I put on my website, I put the chorus up me singing it and I reached out to all my fans and said hey guys please sing the chorus and send it to me I don't care if you're good bad I don't care just give me your soul give me your heart and sing it and send it to me and I got over like close to 350 people that sent me in their vocals some sounded great some didn't sound so good it didn't matter you know and some some even sang into the phone with a with a, uh, a video and sadly, one of the girls, I know she came to my backstage so many times, um, she had cancer and she passed away during, uh, that was the last thing she sung, mm. you know, my chorus. And I believe she died a week or two after that. So I did, I put everyone on the chorus and the song, um, it just kept growing. We did, I sang it in Korean and it kept building. And then I was like, wow, you know what? This is even greater than just than what I'm thinking or what I'm doing. It's just taking me somehow. It just took me to another level, you know? Yeah. And then I said, well, why am I singing in Croatian? I was born in Croatia. So I sang it in Croatian. And then I said, well, uh, you know, Italy's across the channel there. Why don't I do it in Italian? So I sang it in Italian. And then I was like, okay, I can see what's going on here. And then <laughs> yeah. before you know it, then I did Spanish. I did Chinese. I did Portuguese, Hindi. Um, Japanese, Korean, English, there's 10, Russian. And I did Russian as well. Yeah, yeah. And 
we released uh, the English version. And you can see the video if you want to see um, Trust and Love English version or Trust and Love Korean version. The video is um, pretty intense. We don't really see videos like this anymore. This is like back in the day, we would make these incredible videos, things that are, you know, just really cool videos that people would spend money on. Nobody spends money on videos anymore, yeah. which I understand because it's all free and it's kind of like crazy. But um, I don't know. I, I did it because I wanted to do it. It's my gift to the world. It's my gift to, be able to see if I could raise the vibration. You know, because I feel, I feel a new world is here. We all know something new is right in front of us. Yeah. And we have one person testing our intelligence right now. You know, there's, you a, know? there's a quote that I found uh, that came from you that is where mm -hmm. you say, quote, my heart tells me the time is now for us to rise to a new vibration and find yes. peace in ourselves, the respect for each other. And then the understanding will follow effortlessly, end quote. Yes. And that is ground-shaking. You know, there have been very few songs throughout these decades that can, that can move mountains. And I think this is one of those. Oh, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. I it, really, really hope it reaches the hearts of uh, millions. All right. This is Steelheart. This is Milienko with Trust in Love. I want you to think about it. Close your eyes because this is an inspirational anthem in support of Global Peace.
can say is wow one of the slogans or mottos for back to the 80s radio is introducing the 80s to a whole new generation and i think that spirit and the the soul the creativity the compassion for something different for for change is heard through the song i can find no better time as now to be playing and singing this song oh perfect yeah thank you I mean, it's, uh, I'm happy that it, uh, that you see it. And I truly hope that, uh, you know, it catches on and the world sees it because it's, um, it's honest. Maybe that's the best word to say. It's honest. It's not, uh, if it was, I didn't write this, uh, with respect to all, you know, everyone's helping Ukraine and I really respect that. Yeah. But I didn't write it to, to jump on a bandwagon, so to speak. I wrote this two years ago. It, yeah. This was two years in the making just to be released now. And again, like I said, it's something else driving me, something else doing this. It's not just me creating this. You know, there's a lot of elements that I don't even know how came together. The video, there's over 700 people in this video that created this video. Jeez. Yeah, I had Robert uh, uh, Altman, uh, Bobby Altman, as my first uh, DP, who is the late Robert Altman's uh, son, I mean, really powerful people came together on this, and um, and that's what it's about. The song is about the unification of people, putting people together, and and rising to a new vibration. The time is now. It is. This is it. Time's ticking, guys. It's ticking. You need to live. Yeah. Steelheart Milienko, thank you for joining us here at Back to the Eighties. We are excited to be able to meet you. Hopefully on on Thursday on the nineteenth at the Troubadour in West Hollywood. All right, thank you for having me.
Music good. Now with zero commercials. Please help support us in your donation today. We are going back to the 80s. This is Back to the 80s. Co-producer, musical director, and guitarist of the 27 show, which is going to be at the Troubadour in West Hollywood on the 19th of May. Doors open up at 7. Eric Himmel, welcome to Back to the 80s. Well, thank you, Mario. Thank you for having me. I'm really uh, stoked to be here. Thank you so much. How did this whole 27 show come about? Okay, well, I will try to give you the Cliff Notes version of the 27 show. Sure. Uh, but before the 27 show, we have to rewind just a little bit because um, I had a Monday night residency at the World Famous Viper Room in Los Angeles for six years. And it was a variety show. I featured... 20, 30, 40 of the top touring musicians, A-list vocalists. I had anybody that was anybody in music come through and perform in my night. It was a a very eclectic night, completely unrehearsed. And that was kind of my home base in Los Angeles for the last six years. And, you know, I would go out and tour as as a side artist and participate in some of those things. And the reason I bring that up is because I was doing this show for quite some time, and uh, the Kurt Cobain, uh, Gabe Masca, who you will be featuring on uh, the show, yeah, he uh, he was performing at the night, and he actually was performing a few Nirvana songs with some other uh, tour musicians, and a gentleman was in the crowd by the name of Rainy L. Petrolli, and Rainy is a uh, student of Adnan Khashoggi. Uh, the richest man in the world in the 80s. So Rainey was his right-hand man and businessman. Uh, but Rainey actually, for 10 years, always wanted to get into the entertainment business. And with a writer out of San Francisco, James Alessandro, they both had this idea to put on an event, a movie, any type of... Uh, project that was related to the 27 club so i actually had no involvement with the initial concept of it but rainy was in attendance at my night and saw gabe performing a few nirvana songs and it sparked his memory of well i've always wanted to do this project and rainy is a big student of the napoleon hill book they can grow rich and he saw that as a moment of opportunity to revive this project. And we were put in touch, myself and Ramey. And within two weeks, we created the entire live show, developed it, cast it, produced it, and directed the entire thing and did a debut performance, actually, March 10th, 2020, the day before the world shut down. It was the last performance of the Troubadour Club. And that is actually the real backstory of how 27 came to be. We did one performance with two weeks notice, sold out the Troubadour in LA, and then the world shut down. So that's actually the genesis of this project. You pulled this off within two weeks weeks, with with the group that you're involved with before, right before the world shut down. And today, I mean, you guys have come so far. Talk to us a little bit about what happened next? Right. So during soundcheck, it was it was quite interesting because, you know, our drummer at the time, he was getting text messages and, you know, we finished the song in the soundcheck 
And he goes, oh, I just had my weekend shows canceled. And the bass player looks at his phone and he goes, yeah, I just had a tour canceled. So as we were getting ready to do this massive show, everybody's just world was falling apart. And somehow we, that night, it was, it was just a magic, a magic moment, that whole show. And we filmed it with five cameras. We took the audio, mixed the audio, and we did a multi-camera presentation of the of the show and, and that show was a it was a two and a half hour show and no not one person left we played the full versions of every song we did uh, three or four songs for artists and we really did a the show was a little was quite different from the show that we're going to do with true lord next week on the night may 19th and it's quite different from the vegas show that we did so to get you to where we are now is we're sitting around and you know, the world is shut down. We have this video and, you know, by June it's ready to go. And we're, we did a viewing party and, and watched it. And I was like, what are we going to do with this? And, um, we saw, we started to see that Las Vegas was getting a little looser. You know, they realized that they had to open up and sure. find a way to do some business. And you know, we're like, okay, this would be a good idea. So around, I'd say November, 2020, we, we just started both around and Ramey, uh, the producer of the show, he's uh, had a really long stint in Vegas where he would go every weekend for two or three years. And uh, his casino host, Steve Sear, who helped get us to the right people in Vegas. I mean, he, he told us that Ramey was bringing a million dollars every weekend to gamble with. So Ramey has a Not bad. long history. Yeah. Ramey and Las Vegas have quite the long history. So it, it, it just made sense. And, through November till April 2021, we were negotiating and all of a sudden things would shut down again or there would be more restrictions. So we never really got, we never could get ink to paper until April 30th, 2021. And we opened May 19th, 2021. It was the fastest anybody's ever put a residency show together within two weeks. Once again, in a two week timeline, merchandise was created. Light design was done, set design was done, performers were rehearsed, and we were in Las Vegas wow. May 19th. Like 130 shows at the Virgin Hotel. Wow. So I guess you could say the planets aligned and the universe was uh, basically blessing you guys with something that was just in the making and something that was going to bring so much to a generation that has been lacking that knowledge of how music used to be wouldn't you say right. yeah it, it is quite interesting that even myself I, for a moment i'm like i'll think this is impossible to, to put together and i'm the one having to put it together and for a second I'll, I'll think like there's no there's no way <laughs> but then when you have the faith and you have the vision and you see the end product and you're determined enough it does fall into place and this show for whatever reason has we've had hiccups along the way, but when it comes time to deliver something in such a short period of time, we found a way with the right team and we deliver it and it's, and it's world-class. And, you know, we had a lot of great reviews in Las Vegas, but, um, and your second point is you're right. I mean, this is what's special about this show is that people in attendance that maybe are from this current generation or one before, never had the opportunity to see some of these artists. So we really try to be as authentic as possible. We studied 
meticulous photographs and videos of their outfits. I mean, we really did our best to make you feel like you are in 19, you know, late 60s, Janis Joplin and, you know, Jimi Hendrix. And, you know, we, we really did our best to bring that experience to people because, yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, I certainly never got to experience anything but Amy Winehouse. So. Right, right. And then you, and then you have, of, of course, the gentleman who your show opens up, I believe, is Mr. Johnson. Is that correct? Uh, Robert, yeah, Robert Johnson, the original blues legend. So, I mean, he, he his music was all acoustic, uh, Delta blues. He was the creator of Delta blues, but he wrote Crossroads. He wrote a song uh, "Me and the Devil Blues." He also wrote Sweet Home Chicago, which you know, every blues player, Joe Bonamassa, Eric Clapton, everybody played that. Eric Clapton is a really famous version of it. So we he's the the beginning of the show and t- really tied everything together because he, he's famous in the and the movie Crossroads with Steve Vai and Joe Satriani. Sure, with Ralph he, Macchio and, and uh, yeah, Steve Vai yeah. there, yeah. Yeah, so his legacy is not really well known by the people that listen to Amy Winehouse, but all the other five artists in the show have a deep history with the blues and they all, it all ties really back to Robert Johnson. And the show is you're taken on this journey and it's narrated by John O'Hurley from Seinfeld. And he explains how Kurt Cobain, how his influences come from Robert Johnson and, and Amy Winehouse. And so, but Robert, you're right. Robert Johnson is overlooked, but he's, he's the center point because, the legend is that he sold his soul to the devil for his in, insane talent that he had. Yeah, and if you're just joining us, and you guys do get the chance to uh, have a day off on Thursday, the 19th of May, I cannot stress how cool, how amazing and important it is musically for your soul, for my soul, that you attend at the Troubadour. What time, uh, Eric, do the doors open? I believe 7 p.m.? 7 p.m., yeah, and a show at 7.30. You can somehow get your butt over there. Um, I, I guarantee you're going to have the best time ever. We do have some tickets still available, but Los, Los Angeles is a very weak uptown, so it's best to, at this point, jump on them as quickly as possible when you hear this if you're interested in attending because they they will go at this point. They will go much faster, and we will be will be sold out. Don't go away. We're going to be right back at Back to the 80s. I love the show. Highly recommend it. All the acts were amazing. What was your favorite? Amy Winehouse, of course. I felt like we had ghosts from the past, like, singing to us. It was loud. It was boisterous. It was real. Rattled you right up. Rattled you right up, man. It was awesome. All of them look exactly like who they were representing and sounded even better. The show was 10 out of 10. Cobain was my favorite by far. Honestly, it was the best I've ever heard. I thought that Hendrix, it looked like Hendrix. Greatest musical icons in our history who were gone at such a young age. It's it's an amazing tribute. Really, really good. The whole show top to bottom. The show is unbelievable. It really felt like they were here. Such a great night. Come down, check out 27. You're going to love it. Hey, if you listen to rock and roll radio in the 80s, then listen to this. Toscano and Chang, they will transport you back in time, back to the 80s.
This is the one and only Back to the 80s radio show. We are talking with co-producer, musical director, and guitarist Eric Himmel. Something that I really want to know is why you chose the artist that you chose from from Hendrix to Winehouse to Cobain. Why did you choose the group that you have? Yeah, well, the you know, the show being uh, 27, I mean, we had a, there's this 27 club, this mystery uh, thing amongst all these extremely talented musicians that they all died at 27 and a conspiracy theory about it. And we, you know, when we created this show, it, it, it's really a musical journey because you have blues, you have rock, you have R&B, you have grunge, you have you know, psychedelic rock. I mean, you really go on a musical journey. And the interesting thing about the show is if you don't like one artist, you're going to like one of the other five. So, you know, it, it, it really appeals to a lot of people, but we chose these, these six specifically because of the 27 death uh, date. And, and there's a few others that, you know, we wanted to add. Uh, we would love to have had Brian Jones from the Rolling Stones who died 27 in the show. We, we don't feature Brian Jones we really wanted to focus on the famous vocalist that, that has such a huge impact in society, the, the counterculture movement, you know, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison, Jimi Hendrix, those three. I mean, they, they had such a, such a huge influence in, in, in the world. And also all five of the artists tie into the sixth one, Robert Johnson, where he, he, essentially influenced them all indirectly with his original Delta Blues. And Robert Johnson only had, I think, like 20 recorded songs ever. And they were all acoustic with just vocal and him. So we chose those artists specifically for that reason, because how, it, how they all tied into Robert Johnson, the story behind it, the story of the counterculture, the story of how all these amazing artists influenced each other and influenced society. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that uh, some of the members of the Rolling Stones even mentioned that Johnson was probably the greatest guitarist of all time. So it's interesting that you bring that performer's art to the stage again. And it's so awesome that we get to to enjoy that because, you know, as I mentioned a little while ago, we are so needy. We're so musically needy nowadays because we tend to... Uh, just, you know, we live in a fast-paced world. Everything's digital. Everything is just convenience. Everything is fast-paced. And sometimes we forget, you know, there was a time when we, you remember the times we used to go and shop for albums and we used to spend hours looking through albums and covers and music was more like an experience for us, for many of us. And right. now we have, we've lost that. And when I saw that you guys have this, uh, this great, this great show, it kind of slowed me down and, and I'm going like, wow, what a great thing to bring the new generation. Some Something that they can come and they can actually sit down and go, oh, oh, this is how it all started. This is how yeah. it all began. And, the, and, and, and they all performed at a time where technology was different, uh, how humans interact with each other was different. So we tried to really transport people for the, you know, 95, 100 minute show. We really tried to 
sense of them to what it would be like to be witnessing these artists at that time. I mean, we really, we really want people to be lost in the music instead of just lost in their phones and lost in this other distractions. I mean, we, we've created a, a very heavy visual show with projection. And so we, it's very immersive to the point of, you know, we, we, and we saw great results in Las Vegas. So, you know, we tweaked the show over time and we really saw that people were very engaged to it. And, you know, a lot of the older generation, it brings them back to a time when they were experiencing this music as children. And, you know, we, we really see, and our goal is to, is to have that be a total experience. Well, that that's awesome that the reception has been proven that it's that it shows, and a real cool thing that I think Eric is when people are attending. Hey, phones away! You can't skip through this playlist. You got to sit from beginning to end and just enjoy the heck out of it. Yeah, hundred percent. You are the guitarist now. Are you the guitarist for every set for every performer? Yeah, yeah. So the way it works is we have a backing band which includes myself as musical director and guitarist. And all, we have two guitars, keyboards, bass, and drums, and we stay up the entire time and back up all these different vocalists. And we're all, you know, everybody in the backing band has got, you know, very, very qualified and a long list of credits that they've worked with major artists. So it's, you really, you get the benefit of seeing some of the best musicians that Los Angeles has to offer backing up some of the greatest uh, singers and performers. So, that's how that that part of the show works. And you guys are going to be playing at one of the most legendary locations in the entire world as well, the Troubadour in West Hollywood this coming Thursday, May 19th. Get your tickets now. You can go ahead and uh, get in contact through us at Back to the 80s Radio. You can go through our Facebook. You can go through our social media. Go through wherever you can, but get in to see 27 the show the ultimate tribute show you're not going to regret it you're going to love it mr eric himmel thank you for being on back to the 80s thank you Mario. appreciate it thank you and we'll see you we'll see you at the show yeah we'll see you at the show it's going to be great we are ending this rendition i want to wish you all a peaceful night remember to keep those smiles up stay lifted and gifted don't let nothing get you down to everybody out there in crisis remember tomorrow is a better day and we all matter i bid you all on adios arrivederci hasta mañana hasta la vista hasta luego sayonara and to all my homies in the old barrio orale vatos toscano want to thank you guys for joining us we bid you a pleasant week take care Take me back to the glory.